Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com, uh, Vice Chair of the Libertarian National Committee. And this is the first audio I've recorded in a while. Um, I'm recording this after the LP presidential and vice presidential debates. These are the official ones by the convention committee. Um, as this weekend, we are going to be nominating our candidates online uh, in a historic moment, a historic first where a, major, uh, where a national party nominates their candidates online it's a big deal it's a, it's a thing okay and um you know it's an honor to be part of it and an honor to be part of the party and the libertarian national committee during this time but in that note i am party leadership so i'm not gonna opine necessarily on which candidate i think did better or worse but i do want to express some thoughts on the way the libertarian message was expressed because i constantly felt like this tug of war uh, between trying to be bold in what of a vision that you present versus being reasonable in the steps you take to get there. And I do felt this was sort of a muddy uh, needle that people were trying to thread. Um, and people felt either kind of one side or the other on that. No one sort of ideally balanced the two. Okay. Um, so what I want to do is just kind of, so what I want to do in this piece of audio is just talk about sort of some of the things that I think are good messaging strategies when it comes to talking about these things. Cause again, you're not necessarily talking to, I mean, in this case, we are talking to libertarians. We're, we're talking to libertarian party delegates, uh, about getting libertarian party votes, but you can talk to a libertarian party delegate in a way that can help that is the message that you want to send out to the average person, but in a way that can excite libertarians as well. Because at the, at the bottom of the libertarian message is, is not just a message of, you know, the government is bad and they do everything wrong and we want the government out of everything. It's, it's a message of consent. It's a, mes- it's a message that we're just asking that people ha- have more consent in every aspect of their lives. And when you start framing it that way, you start thinking, really, what, we're, what we are advocating here is consent. And we're just pushing back against the forces that reduce consent in every aspect of our lives. That becomes a totally different framing instead of this sort of, are you for or against government? Are you for or against consent? I'm not against government. I'm for consent. Um, and that's a, it's a different framing. But also when it comes to like a lot of the sensitive issues, when people come up with, talk about abortion or they talk about the environment, these are all issues that people feel very passionate about. And if I'm someone running for higher office, I mean, my message is pretty simple. I don't want to be the person who sits there and tells you that this is how we're going to treat the environment or not. That this is how we're going to decide the issue of abortion or not. Because there are issues that people feel too strongly about for someone to just to be able to wave a magical wand and say, hey, this is the right answer. And the problem is, those are issues where it does take a lot of resources to address them in, in an actual way, okay? And the problem is, by making it a political issue, we're actually hurting everyone on both sides of those issues. And on other issues as well. Because, for example, okay, uh, let's take the issue of abortion. How much money is spent on politicians who are of the pro-choice side or the pro-life side to fight political stalemates endlessly? Probably hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, And what could that money be doing um, by providing direct in providing actual support and direct aid to people in these situations, people who are faced with these decisions, um, 
to alleviate some of that pressure, to provide support, whether it's, it's, it's mental health support, to provide housing, providing connections with people who want to adopt, uh, providing support for people who do want to carry a child to term, to have the financial support to do so, and, if they, and, and, and to basically like sit there and make the situation easier for people who are in these situations, where instead of everyone else fighting with each other, whether someone has a choice to make or not, Providing the support where basically everyone can see an outcome that they like better, better education, so that way people are less often in a situation where, they have, where they're faced with these choices. Um, there's so many things that money could be going towards that would actually have a direct effect today, and same thing with the environment. If you took all the money that goes to sort of lobbying for environmental regulations and taxation and put it to direct sort of environmental action, imagine what could be done. Okay, I always say that Al Gore had a lot, had much better effect on the environment out of office than in office, as because regardless of what you think of his documentary, his documentary actually did change how certain people behaved. Okay, not because he forced them to, because he said him had a message and they wanted to. He proved by accident that you make change through consent, not through compulsion. And to be fair. Um, to all the candidates, again, I'm not on a timer here. I'm, I have as much time as I want to express myself, and I've been in debates. If you guys can see my 2016 Senate debate, I know how tough it can be to fit long, complicated answers or to quickly figure out how to say everything you want to say concisely um, at the drop of a hat. So, you know, to all the candidates, they did a great job. I think I'm very excited about the talent we have on deck this year. And I'm excited about going into the general election, um, being able to sit there and say, hey, we have a party where we have people with not just principles, but principles, but with vision. Because that's what at the end of the day what a lot of people want. They want vision. A lot of people live their life not knowing where tomorrow is going, feeling that there's this sort of uncertainty, sort of darkness looking down the tunnel. And what they want in the leaders around them, okay, whether we believe that people should be spending too much time focusing on leaders um, and focusing on people to guide them instead of guiding themselves, a lot of people are looking for someone to kind of at least point them the gui- guidance. And the kind of guidance that libertarians are offering is an, inspira- an ins- inspirational guidance, a guidance to teach you to or to encourage you to g- lead yourself, to take control of your dominion. And that's, that's an empowering message. Okay, What's more empowering than consent? What is, what is more valuable than consent in every interaction that we have? Okay, so to kind of summarize, two of the main points is, again, when you, when you run into these tough sort of decisive issues like environmental, the environment, uh, abortion, etc., the key point to get across isn't, well, there's a libertarian case on either side or this is what libertarians can do. It's, a, it, it's, it's to emphasize how much politics distracts from actual solutions and how much not only does it distract – but it siphons resources because people are donating to politicians instead of fixing the problem directly. And they're wasting time and, and efforts because the time that you're sitting there knocking door to door for a politician, you could be picking up trash. And that trash would already be picked up, <laughs> you know? Um, you could have already invented or that money could have been invested in technologies that would have made a lot of these problems just a, a lot less now, okay? In the realm, in the area of consent, solutions are found. And libertarians are just trying to create a world where people operate in a grander and grander realm of consent. The other conundrum uh, I kept noticing was trying to talk about like, okay, I want to I wanna abolish this and I want to abolish that versus, okay, well, this is what government was, this is sort of the minimal government we need to. It's, the problem is if you, if you sit there and you go into it saying, okay, here are my boundaries, 
you're you're shooting in the dark because you don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna sit there. And I say I'm not gonna sit there and say I know that I think to the extent that we can push for a grander consent, for grander individualism, for grander grander sort of mutual individual organization of society. Um, the more I'm gonna push in that direction, do I know in any kind of absolute? Um, how far does that go? At what point do you hit sort of a breaking point? No. But there's a lot of things you don't know in life. It doesn't mean you don't start pushing the direction. Okay, I don't know at what point do I do too much exercise, but it doesn't mean I shouldn't do more exercise. Um, you know, if you sometimes it's kind of hard to predict when you've eaten too much. Sometimes you overeat. Sometimes you undereat. But it doesn't mean you don't eat. Um, you know, the fact that... So the point is, the, the direction is what matters. The point is we are trying to push more and more of what's being distracted by politics and push it into a more... And that might not necessarily be an overnight thing. It might not be a long-term thing. Um, or it might be a long-term thing. But yes, okay, an ideal world, if we push successfully in this direction, there won't be a social security. There won't be all these government departments. Does it mean tomorrow they'll be gone? Not necessarily. Again, anyone who becomes president does have rules they have to follow, procedures they have to follow. So technically, these things only go away if everyone feels comfortable with that, if there is sort of that broad political will to make it happen. But that political will will never exist unless there is a libertarian leader saying, we should think about it. We should look at that direction. Okay? But at the same time, you can't... You, you can't just be vision and you can't just be practical steps because practical steps without vision doesn't excite and vision without practical steps doesn't get much done. Um, so it's, 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 it's an aura of, being, of painting a picture of you have a vision of where you want to go but also painting a picture that you have the temperament and understanding and thoughtfulness to think about what can happen now? Where is the realm of your power? And as president, I mean, anyone who's president has a lot of has a bully pulpit that even if they can't make all these drastic changes that we, we would want to make as libertarians tomorrow, they can start f- creating that political will. And that political will doesn't just come from saying, you know, hamstringing a bunch of politicians, but it's by encouraging people and by highlighting the good things that people do voluntarily and consensually, by the way we help each other, by the way we love each other and saying, why can't let's push to have more of this? Because the more we love each other, the more we take care of each other voluntarily, consensually, the less there is, the less fear there will be. It's the fear that drives the compulsion. It's when we're scared of each other that we decide we want to control each other. And then as we try to control each other, that fear becomes hate and this becomes just decisive. And this is what we're seeing in society right now. People are looking so out of fear. They've pushed so much into the political arena that that cycle of control has pushed everyone towards hating each other. And this is a cycle that we can't move towards. So if we want to bring back that virtuous cycle of consent and love and mutual and and individual freedom... Okay, we have to encourage each other. We have to love each other. We have to be as tolerant and kind as we can be because we choose to be because we, that's, we are modeling the world that we want to make. That is the message that this country needs to hear right now. Because everyone's angry. Everyone's fearful. Everyone's becoming, you know, on, some, are, some are more hateful. Some are on the verge. We need to break that cycle. And the Libertarian Party is the only one who has 
any semblance of a message that can push in that direction, back towards love, back towards away from fear, away to a place where people can take the keys back of their own life. So, um, again, I just want to say this just because, hey, whoever does eventually win, hopefully you hear this. Hopefully some of what I just said um, gets to become part of your message because I think this is an important message for the country to hear. Um, I know I'll be saying it. I know this has been the message that I've had um, because at the end of the day, it's maybe cliche, but love is what will save the day. And love is what will save individual freedom because that is the environment in which it can sustainably survive. You could theoretically snap away all of the government's rules tomorrow. And yes, in that moment, there's a state of, you know, unimpeded liberty. But that will, but the question is, will it survive? And for it to survive, we kind of have to kind of breed an environment where we love each other. Where And again, it doesn't mean everybody loves everybody and everyone agrees with what everyone does and everything. But it means sort of in this era of individual peace where we disarm our hearts. So that way we can coexist. Okay, it's about coexistence. And coexistence relies on things like tolerance, kindness, um, forgiveness, uh, these things that we choose to do, these kindness, these these courtesies that we choose to enact on our daily lives are what lets that world come into existence where people can maximize their potential and be everything that they ever wanted to be, to see themselves reach new heights that they never thought they could they could feel because they're not scared. They're ready to just jump and embrace everything there is about them. Okay, so... Um, I have no, I kind of went on, uh, quite, uh, off the beaten path there. So I'm going to end there, but, um, yeah, you guys have a good day. Ciao. Love you guys. I'll be doing more podcast episodes soon. So if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher, please do. I also have a lot of other cool stuff that'll come out over in the coming months, uh, as I find time to get those things done. Probably not in the next couple of weeks, but <laughs> uh, as probably after, you know, the, the all the LNC convention business is completed, I'll find myself with enough time to to uh, do some new things. So have a great day and enjoy. <laughs>